The opening chapters of the Bible are the seedbed for the truth found throughout the rest of Scripture. As we study the first 11 chapters of Genesis, we will discover principles that can guide us as we seek to have a new beginning with God. Are you in need of a spiritual reset? Good news. Our God is the God of new beginnings. Let's join Scott Pauley now. Someone asked me not long ago how many nations I'd had the opportunity to be in, and I'd not given a lot of thought to it recently. I started counting them up and was really surprised how many nations of the world God has given us the, the privilege, the opportunity to preach the gospel in and to minister in. Uh, I enjoy being in different nations. Uh, culture and customs vary. Languages, foods vary. There are unique things about every people group in the world, but the reality is people are people. Uh, people are basically, fundamentally the same everywhere you go. Uh, the deepest needs of man's heart certainly are the same because we're all created by God. Uh, we all are looking for purpose and meaning, uh, something to, to believe in and be a part of. Uh, we're all sinners, and we all need a Savior. In a very real sense, all of the nations of the world are the same. Now, I believe that is because we all came from the same place. In our study through the book of beginnings today, we've come to a very unique chapter. It's Genesis chapter 10. And I must tell you, it's probably one of those chapters you breeze over every time you read through the book of Genesis. You know the ones. You just kind of hit the highlights and see all the names and say, I'm glad we don't name our sons that anymore and I can't pronounce that. And you know what I'm talking about. But Genesis 10 is significant in scripture and in history there really is no other chapter in the entire Bible like it because Genesis chapter 10 is what we call the table of nations. Every nation in the world, follow it back upstream, finds its watershed here. Every nation in the world finds its beginning in Genesis chapter number 10. Let's begin verse number 1. Now, these are the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And unto them were sons born after the flood. So we know where we are. Remember Noah and his three boys, uh, the only people that survived and their wives, the only people that survived the worldwide flood. And God starts over with them in his mercy and grace. The human race has been saved. And so they begin to have children. And from this one family come all the families of the earth. All the nations come from this group of people after the flood. If you go to the end of the chapter, verse number 32, these are the families of the sons of Noah after their generations in their nations, and by these were the nations divided in the earth. Here's the operative phrase again, after the flood. So like bookends on the chapter, verse 1 and verse 32, God says after the flood all the nations came from these boys. In fact, you can mark it in verse number 2, the sons of Japheth, and then you have a long list of names, and at the end, uh, everyone after his tongue, after their families in their nations. Then you come to verse 6, and the sons of Ham, a long list of names, a genealogical record. And then you come to verse 20, uh, after their tongues, in their countries, and in their nations. Then verse 21, unto Shem also, a long list of his descendants. You come to the end of that list, and the Bible says, after their generations, uh, after their tongues, in their lands, after their nations. 
So all the nations of the world begin here in Genesis chapter number 10. Now, why is this important? Why did God put this in the Bible? This is not just information. I believe this is a word for the nations. This is what God wants the nations of the world to be reminded of. Because sometimes you can get pretty enamored with your own nation. You can get pretty frustrated with another nation. You can start looking at the nations through the lens of politics and uh, economic things and personal ideas and opinions and preferences and prejudices, but we must see the nations through God's eyes. What do we learn from this table of nations in Genesis 10? Well, first of all, that there are many nations, not one nation. There are many nations. It's plural. And by the way, they're all different. There's quite a variety. In fact, if you had time to study out these descendants and then where their people settled, you would find uh, that all the people around the map, around the globe, are connected in some way to Sham, Ham, and Japheth. From Sham's descendants come the Persians and the descendants that live in the Middle East. From Ham's descendants come the people of Africa and the Far East. Uh, from Japheth's descendants, uh, you have the people of India, all the way from there to Western Europe. And so you can see the ripple effect from this one family, but it all came together here in Genesis chapter 10, many nations descending from Shem, Ham, and Japheth. A second thing I think is very important to notice is that not only are there many nations, they all came from one blood. Now, I'm using my, my words carefully here. It's not my term. It's God's term, one blood. You find that expression found in Acts chapter number 17 in the New Testament. The Apostle Paul is preaching his famous sermon on Mars Hill about the unknown God. Let's break into it. Acts 17, verse 24, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. So all people were created by God. If you're breathing, that breath is God's gift to you. God gave breath to Adam. God sustains your breath. That's why the Bible says, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord, because every breath should be a reminder that God is good to you, that God has let you live. And then we come to our amazing verse. The Bible says in Acts chapter number 17, in verse 26, and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and have determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. They should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. Every people group in the world is living because God lets them live. And you might think some are nearer God than others, but God says he's near all of them, and if they'll seek him, they'll find him. He wants to be known. He wants all the nations to know him. And this is the key phrase, Acts 17, 26, he made of one blood all nations of men. So we all came from one blood. And I'll tell you what that does. That strikes at prejudices, doesn't it, and pride. There may be many languages and many lands, and they may be different than you, but we all came descendants of the same family created by Almighty God. So what do we learn from the table of nations, a word for the nations? that there are many nations that all came from one blood, and finally, that we are here by God's grace alone. That's where the phrase in Genesis 10 is so important, after the flood, after the flood. God is reminding us from start to finish 
that it is the pure mercy and grace of God any of us are allowed to live on this earth. Any of us have the privilege to be here. Any of us get the opportunity to come to know God. Friends, this is what every nation needs. Every nation needs to come to know God. That's why we're so passionate about getting the gospel to the nations. This is the command and commission of Jesus Christ. Listen to the psalmist in Psalm 9, verse 20. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men. Selah. Nations, that means every nation, must recognize they are but men, and God is God. Nations need to know themselves, but more than that, nations need to know God Almighty. When you come to the end of the Bible, to Revelation, around the throne, there are people of every language and tribe and kindred and and tongue and nation there. Why? Because God wants all people to come to him. Would you pray today God would give you his heart for the nations? Would you ask the Lord to show you today what you can do to help get the gospel to your nation and then, by God's grace, to all nations of the earth? No matter where you are or what you've done, you can have a new beginning with the Lord. A great way to experience this new beginning is to have a fresh start in your devotional life. We encourage you to get into God's Word. On our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, you will find a wide variety of devotional plans from which to choose. We hope they're a blessing to you. Thank you for joining us today, and may God help you to enjoy the journey.